The blast from our past network. Hello and welcome to the Blast from Our Past podcast, where the podcast gives you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and more, all from things of our nostalgic past. I'm John. I'm Adam. And today we have another album review for you. And before we get into it, Adam, I want to know, what was your thoughts when you saw this <laughs> on the docket? My thoughts were straight. Or it's like, okay, why? one, why are we talking about this? Not why. Are we, I mean, I get it because this was huge in the 90s. I remember mm-hmm. watching it. I don't remember listening to the soundtrack. Okay. Uh, so we are going to talk the 1995 album for the show, Riverdance. Uh, so the reason we're talking the album is because I have had this soundtrack probably since I was in high school. Okay. And it has been a go-to album for me to listen to. Um, this is I feel like this is going to be in the same vein as when we talked Yanni. I can see that. So, uh, slight with obviously, you know, with a, a, a different inference, because this is basically from a stage show, a theatrical show, and it is very, very much Irish inspired mm-hmm. um, and written uh, by the the guy who wrote the show and and composed everything for it. Um, and so, yeah, so we're gonna talk River Dance, Adam. What do you remember about River Dance? I. F- feel like the first time I saw it was on like a like a PBS special but mm-hmm. maybe maybe I'm confusing it with Yanni but I feel like it was the same no it was presented in the same kind of way I that's exactly how I remember it okay um so the uh show itself was the music was composed by a guy named Bill Whalen who is an Irish composer uh, and musician um he's a best known for composing a piece uh, for the 1994 Eurovision Song Contest, okay, the song that he did, I think, was called "River Dance," and I think that's what they based this whole mm-hmm. show around. Yep, was that's that. what I read. Um, so the one thing, let's go ahead and talk. Let's go ahead and talk about him. Let's go ahead and talk about Lord of the Dance. <laughs> yes, Mr. Michael Flatley, uh, who is not entirely Irish. He's actually Irish American. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. So, uh, but. Uh, we call him Lord of the Dance because his follow-up to River Dance, because he got so he was he got very well known and successful for doing this. He did another thing that he called Lord of the Dance, and it was kind of ridiculous. And we all kind of, yeah, he, of he, he was that, kind of like he was kind of like the Kenny G yeah. of dance. I wasn't sure, and I didn't look it up to it, but I like to believe there was like some rift um, because he got so big, he got too big for river dance. And so he could like <laughs> split off and do his own. And so he had his Lord of the dance and it seemed pretty similar to river dance. And, but it was all about him. And, you know, he kind of had this inflated ego. I don't know if that's the case, but I love to th- think that there was like drama behind it. And Michael flat was like, fuck this. I'm too big for the show. I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> and so he did, but yeah, but he, he became not to say a phenomenon, but he was, no, a, he I mean, became he was a, a household name. He yes. was a household name for sure. Absolutely. Um, here's a little fun fact I just kind of saw. Uh, he formerly held the Guinness World Records for tap dancing 35 times per second. Wow. And his feet were at one time insured for $57.6 million. <laughs> I mean, at that point, just break them. Just break your feet and then live off the $56 million. <laughs> <laughs> he retired from dancing in 2016 due to constant uh, spinal knee, foot, and rib pain. Uh, which, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I totally get it. It's <laughs> yeah. I, I, our uncle uh, uh, did dance as a mm-hmm. profession for a long time, and he eventually, around the time he turned forty, was like, "I can't physically do this anymore. Mm-hmm. It's taking a toll on the body." So he, he stopped, and he switched to doing lighting, which yeah. is cool because he still stayed in that kind of same entertainment, very theatrical. He but, does, yes, yeah, does yeah. some does done some pretty big shows, and you know, yeah. he seems to be working and, pretty and fast. I, and I, I highly doubt he ever listens to this show, but I'm going to call you out. Tom, I'm still pissed that every time you come to Vegas, I never see you because you're so busy with whatever it is show that yeah. he's doing when he comes here that I never see him. That's always so. the case. Anytime I want to see him, I can't because he's always busy working. Yes. Always. Yeah. Always. We love you, Tom. Yeah. We love you. Uh, all right. Let's get back to the actual album. So we just now, as talking to prepare this, uh, preparing this, realized that the versions that we listened to might have been slightly different. So there might yeah. be some that uh, that I'm going to talk about that Adam hadn't actually heard because it was on a separate list. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so, which I don't understand, like, because I had the CD, and mm-hmm. that's why why would they change that for like some of the digital releases and stuff like well, that? Well, so the album was apparently released five different times in '95, '97, oh, 2003, 2005, and 2020. Each time with a different looking cover, and sometimes different versions or mixes, and slightly different track variations. Oh, so God. you can blame that, um, or we could have watched just watched the Riverdance show and talked about that. But again, who knows? And so I think. I do think because when when I was were looking at it, I think I ended up listening to the 2020 version of the stuff. But then, okay. but then at times I realized when I realized shit, it was like, oh wait, the track listing from Wikipedia that I'm seeing, because um, I went off the 1995 track because this is a nostalgia podcast, so that's probably right. the one you were talking about, is different from the 2020 one that I did. And so then I had to go find some of those songs. I just went to Riverdance on YouTube, and you can get all of Riverdance, the 1995 show, um, but was different from the music that I heard was when I was watching the show, it included the dancing, and there's a lot of stomp dancing right, of course. that is part of it, but that wasn't part of the music that I heard from right. when I was listening to earlier, so I was like, well, fuck, what version am I supposed to? <laughs> it, does does the stomp need to be included? Because that is a, a, an aspect. And also the visual thing. of I mean, Riverdance is a very visual, beautiful thing. Yeah. And so pulling it to the soundtrack just kind of confused me. And I'm probably not going to have as much as I normally have to say about right. stuff. Just so okay. you know. <laughs> That's fine. We'll do our best. <laughs> okay. We'll do our best. I do want to continue with this, but just because yes. this, this has been a continuous uh, soundtrack in the background of my life for sure over twenty years, I guess at this point. Um, all right. Oh, I've got a couple more fun facts. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, this album won Grammy Award for Best Musical Show uh, in nineteen ninety six. Um, Riverdance in general has uh, visited over four hundred and fifty different venues uh, worldwide been seen over or been seen by over 25 million people making it one of the most successful dance productions in the world and it's god like we we said it it was a phenomenon it was mm-hmm. everywhere around 1995 yeah. um a lot of people making fun of it <laughs> sure um but it was everywhere it was it was kind of in that time man where river dance got big and like swing music came back and you know mm-hmm. brian setzer kind of came back it was like all this kind of it kind of things flowed from 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 like one to another with that it's like some yeah. weird stuff that kind of <laughs> and <laughs> you're like, right the the pbs phenomenon of oh yeah something would something would become big by being shown on PBS as this big production and people would watch it. Like how we saw Lonnie, Lonnie, Yanni live mm-hmm. at the Acropolis 
that's how we got into it. And I'm sure this was the same thing. Probably mom had it on. They're like, oh, we're going to watch this. And that's how we became aware of all this stuff as kids. Mom did a really good job of introducing us to to a lot of that international stuff. She very yeah. creative and obviously and her brother is Tom the dancer and so I think she also has a very passion for international culture and song mm-hmm. and dance and stuff. So we got a lot of that I think from her. Yeah, totally agree. Uh all right, that's really all I have. Sure. Um there's going to be a slew of musicians. I'm not going to bother even trying to find the I I got the list. Way too many people. Sure. Uh cuz it's a it's a show. So uh, most of them are going to be, I would say, Irish musicians. But there's mm-hmm. some from because there's some there's some other clear other um, influences other than just Irish, which you can hear in yeah. several tracks. Mm-hmm. So I'm ready to go ahead and just kind of dive into it, and we will start with the first track on there called "Reel Around the Sun." So uh, a reel is actually a style of song. Huh. Um, it's a it's it's kind of kind of the definition of it is just a lively Scottish or Irish folk dance. I do remember uh, somebody giving me a better definition than that, but I couldn't find it. So why don't you kind of give me your thoughts while I'm kind of looking this up? Sure, uh, my shot thoughts are pretty simple. I wrote nice flute at the beginning. <laughs> That's kind of what I thought, <laughs> and then I I was like I read I dug it when it picks up, and I guess like I wrote. I get almost a Xena-like feel at some point with mm-hmm. the song. So sure, I get that. Yeah. Uh, this is, I mean, right off the bat, you can definitely tell this is music from a show, mm-hmm. and a lot of these songs have changes in them, um, where they're they're designed to kind of take you on a journey within one song. So there'll be things that that change from, you know, soft to to faster, and and musical style changes that'll happen a lot. There are there is a lot of repetition mm-hmm. in the music because you also have to remember that while you're listening to this there's supposed to be something visual mm-hmm. going on so the repetition is there to support the visual but you don't get that with just the album um and that doesn't necessarily happen as much in this particular song um but you will hear it a lot in some of the other yeah. ones ultimately i really love this one sure. um it's one of my favorite ones um, to listen to it is it you know you get the kind of mysterious kind of a uh, irish flute which god i know it has a name and i should have pulled up beforehand yeah um throughout this I entire album a, that flute is is very yeah. predominant and it's but it sticks out too it's got a really strong sound to it it does uh tin whistle it's a tin whistle tin, okay. i'm pretty sure it's a tin whistle uh which is a, a very much a, a an, an instrument you would hear in 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 irish folk music mm-hmm. so all right cool Well, I'm ready. Let's just go ahead and move on to the next one, uh, which is called The Heart's Cry. Mm -hmm. 
it's pretty. Yeah. It's definitely never been one that I, it's almost always been kind of an insta skip for me. Yep, exactly. Um, great voice. That, that lady who's mm-hmm. like doing the lead, beautiful voice, but I'm not as interested in this one. You know, I want to, I want to feel the, the fun and excitement of the Irish dance style and things like right. that. Um, and then this one just, yeah, it, it kind of, it slows things down too much. It's got a big choral sound to it. And I right. just, I just didn't care much as much about the song. Yeah, it, and that's exactly how it was when kind of when I was a kid and I started listening to it. I'm like, well, it's pretty, but like mm-hmm. I, I want, I want some, I want that 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 movement from the from the reel that we just heard. Yeah, you know, I got enough of the slow from before, uh, from the before and after. So yeah, I was this. I'm pretty much the same way. It's pretty much always been an instant skip. Also, there's something about her voice which is a little piercing. Uh, okay, that actually kind of bothered me a little bit <laughs> okay uh so not one that i it's still kind of one that i usually generally go skip to the yeah. next one yep and and we'll do that right now with the next one which is basically two songs in one and there are a lot of songs that have uh irish the language irish in the names i'm never gonna get the pronunciations because the ne- <laughs> pronunciations in irish are never what they look like when they're written no. down in english yeah good so, good luck with the one coming up later uh, the, the, the <laughs> ccc one whatever yeah 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 uh so uh this one is called countless the countless sorry the countess kathleen slash woman of the seed i'm not sure it's s-i-d-h-e which might be a river uh sure. in ireland i'm not entirely sure uh here is that one So I love this one. I I do too. Um, you 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 definitely hear the two different songs. There's definitely that cut that you can yep. tell in the style that changes. Um, I love the kind of acoustic guitar start. And as a as a musician, when you first hear it, it feels like it's in this really weird time signature. You're like, oh, it doesn't feel natural. Once the melody comes in, you realize, oh, it's in nine eight. But 9-8 sounds like it would be tough, but it's actually not. It's just 3-4 in triplets. Okay. So it's just 1-2-3-1-2-3-1-2-3-1-2-3-1-2-3-1-2-3-4-5-6-7-8-9-1-2-3-4-5-6-7-8-9. So it's 3-4 in triplets, or I think they might count it in 9-8, however you want to do it. Either one would actually technically be correct. Because um, writing music doesn't necessarily define the music, it's just... The way you write it would be, however, it's easier for other musicians to read it. Okay. So, um, but I love that we, it's very much the Irish folk thing throughout most of this. Um, and then it picks up with the second one where, where you finally hear the tap kind of really coming in mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's always been one that I enjoyed listening to. Yeah, uh, you pretty much nailed it. Like, you, you feel the two different sides. It starts off very almost, very like traditional standard Irish folk folk song and then mm. it gets really heavy into flute and drum stuff afterwards in the second half and i really like that yeah so uh all right so 
my next one on my actual list uh, is the song that you uh, said I can't pronounce. And you're right. I can't. Uh, <laughs> but I want to so hear you try. I, I'm not even going to try. Oh, come on. You got to, for the people. <laughs> how are they supposed to know? How are they supposed to know how, how I did not, I've never actually looked up how to say this one. Um, yeah. I couldn't even begin to tell you how. Uh, it's like, oh. <laughs> County Kulain or something like that. I don't know. In the co- in 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 uh in parentheses it says lament because it's a lament, a style oh. of song. Oh, okay. So I always just call it the lament. Sure. Um, and this one uh features uh the Illin pipes, which is an Irish instrument, in which I'll describe what the Illin pipes are in a minute after we listen to it. Okay. So Adam, this is my favorite track on the whole album. Uh, I mean, this this one feels maybe the most authentic, you know, like authentic Irishy to me. So there, and it, it's because to me this one's the most emotional. Oh, okay, this one's the most emotional. It's very simple. Um, it's it's basically the Illin pipes, which are related to bagpipes. Mm-hmm. Here's the difference. So um, in bagpipes. You have something. You have the bag, the sack, mm-hmm. that you blow air into, and then you use your arm to push the air out into the pipes, and then yeah. you play with your fingers. So the air you're blowing into the bagpipes actually is not related to the air coming out. You're just filling up the pipe mm-hmm. or filling up the bag. That's all it is. So you'll see guys like blow into the at into the bag at the at the time when their their hands are doing something completely different. Yeah. Um. Also, the all the other pipes are creating drones, like these that the kind of drone sound that is adding to uh, what it is the, the pipes. Illin pipes are similar, and you can do drones, but you can also just do a single line, which is what you hear in this one. You don't hear the drone; the drone is created by the orchestra. Okay. So the ba, so you could actually have a player do that, but it would sound. It sounds a little bit different, and sometimes I think the drones can be a little too harsh. Here, what they've elected to do is to use the orchestra at the beginning to create the drone underneath, while the Illin pipes uh, do the actual melody. So the difference in Illin pipes is you are the bag is strapped to your arm, and you pull the bag away to inflate it and push it in to push the air out. So instead of blowing the air into the sack, you're using like a Kind of one of those little suctiony things uh-huh. to cr- to fill the sack full of air as you push out. Yeah, like one of those things that you've seen in like old timey, like where people are at a fireplace or some shit yeah. like that. Like that. Yes, yeah. it's the same idea. You're literally okay. you're pulling your arm up to fill up the, uh, to fill up the sack with air, and then you're squeezing it to pu- push the air out okay. to create the sound 
Um, and I think it's like a reed type instrument where the air goes over a reed to create the sound. I mean, it's, yeah, it sounds. It's sounds a beautiful it sounds, instrument. It's a, yeah, it sounds much prettier than a bagpipe. Honestly. Yeah, and I I've heard them in person a few times actually. When 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 I went to Ireland, my wife and I went to Ireland on a little little tour. One of the things we one of the places we went to there was a lady out front who was just playing the Illin pipes like you know like a like a street street player. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one I love because. The climax of the song, about two thirds of the way in, he supports it with these really lush orchestral chords underneath, and it's the literally the peak. It's the highest the Illin pipes get, and it every time, especially if I'm in the right mood, it's just, it I well up, and not with sadness per se, yeah. but just it's got that musical emotion. And I've heard enough classical music to be able to kind of get that feeling from certain types of music and this one just does it for me sometimes i'm not in the mood to listen like i just i don't want to feel sad or emotional so i will skip it just because i oh i just want to hear the upbeat stuff if i'm in the mood but i would still i would probably still say that this one from a musical and technical perspective is still my favorite song on the whole album Uh, that's beautiful um i like the authenticness I kind of got bored by the end of this one. That's fine. <laughs> that's just kind of just kind of how I, I guess I wasn't in the mood. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, also, oh, I didn't mention this. So I have had, and I meant to see if I still have it. I probably do. I have the sheet music for this entire show. Oh. And I've gone through and followed along with the songs while looking through the sheet music. And honestly, I think that's helped my love of the album because I've been able to kind of deep dive into what's musically going on uh, from a theory standpoint. And I'm such a fucking new music nerd when it comes to that stuff that it just, it, it you know, when I go back and listen to it, I'm like, oh yeah, this is what's happening here technically. And it just makes me love it more. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, okay. So the next one I have on my list is one called Shivna. Did you hear that one? I did not hear that song at all. Okay. Uh, I will play a good bit of it for you then. Um, so you just kind of heard some of it right there. Just kind of give me your, just a quick impression. Um, quick impression. I mean, obviously, obviously a lot more singing in this one. Right. Um, I like that they don't seem to be singing in English. Um, I'm pretty I, sure they're singing in Irish, but I don't yeah. know for sure, but I would guess Irish. When, when I go to like a river dance or something like that, not to say I dislike hearing English, but like I want an international feel. And so I mm-hmm. like that aspect about it yeah um overall I, I i liked it better than hearts cry you know which is the last like you know singing one i sure. agree yeah. i definitely agree with you there um this one it's it's also another one where sometimes if i'm not in the mood for the hearing the vocals i will skip uh, as mm-hmm. well um but out of all of the vo- ones that are mainly vocals it's definitely one of the one of my top tier 
ones that have the the chorus in there. I agree. I love that they're not speaking in English. I don't even need to know what they're singing about. Um, it's it's got this cool, interesting feel underneath it. It has a little bit more of that kind of drone, but you hear some nice kind of percussion and stuff like that. Um, the Irish drum, which you will see and hear a lot of times, uh, is called the Boron. Uh, I'm sure I'm butchering the pronunciation a little bit with like that. It's basically just a frame drum that they play with a, a, a what's called the bone, which I think was traditionally an animal bone. Uh-huh. Um, they have a very unique way of actually playing the drum. It's not that easy, actually. Um, so I've never really tried to learn how to how to do it. Um, but is anyone who's spent any time learning about world percussion will have definitely learned about the the Boron. Um, but overall, it's a it's a good song, but also one that I can be in the mood to skip if I'm not really wanting to hear, you know, vocals. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the next one, which I hope you will have heard, uh, which is called Fire Dance. This is another one I love to listen to. We get a little bit more of the Spanish flair here. It's a very nice little sort of guitar intro. And actually at one point, not the very, very beginning little intro, but this this the slower little bum 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 part that is in the uh, guitar. I actually learned that at one point because I was trying to learn more classical and Spanish style guitar. And then it kicks into gear. You hear the castanets. And it's all in like multimeter. It goes like between seven eight and six eight and, and back and forth and stuff like that, which is actually kind of on par with some of the stuff we heard with Yanni, where Yanni likes to go to some of those yeah. weird odd meters and stuff like that. And so this has definitely been one that I love to listen to whenever it comes on this uh, comes on the CD. Uh, this was a good kind of journey song to an extent. I actually started off being a bit bored. I was like, okay, you know, just kind of like acoustic sound. It's kind of almost lulling me to sleep right? at first. And then it picked up with a little bit more Spanish guitar flair and then kind of in some of the, even some like Irish stuff kind of came into right. this one. And by the end of it, I was like, all right, that's a pretty damn good song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He builds. It is it is a slow build from beginning to end. It's a long mm-hmm. song. It's like six minutes. I mean, most of these, they're designed to be show songs. So some of them are going to be a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is a slow build, and so he does start you out very slow and and kind of lamenty and stuff like that. And then once everything kicks in, and he does the, he does layering a lot, where he'll every time the song comes around, because I mentioned before there's a lot of repetition. Every time the song comes back around, he'll add something else, and he'll add something mm-hmm. else until you get to the end, and he's just built it to this uh, kind of big wall of sound, and it just kind of ends in this big epic way. Mm-hmm. We'll move on to the next one, which is called Slip Into Spring.
I've always found this one to be okay. Yeah. Um, I, I like the fact that it's basically, I believe it's an accordion that carries most of the melody. Uh, I'll tell you what ruins it for me. Fucking soprano sax. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I really uh, could have done without the soprano sax in this, and there's a there's a I think there's another song where it's similar where there's like a saxophone solo in the middle of it. Where I'm like, oh, I really didn't need that. At first part was kind of boring. It did kind of kick into a fun gear at one point for me. There was kind of it kind of had different solos. Right. It kind of went back and forth, and right. I liked that aspect. You know, it's like okay, almost like uh exactly like the not like dueling solo stuff between a couple different instruments. Right. Um. So I, I appreciated that one. It's, uh, right. I didn't love it, but I did appreciate it. Yeah, and it, it's always been that way for me where it's like, uh, sometimes I'll listen through it and sometimes I, I'll i just skip it. It kind of depends. Yeah. Um, it's not a terribly long song. It's under four minutes long. So, I mean, as far as these songs are going, it's pretty short. Yeah. Um, but yeah, something about that stupid, because it's, it's, too, it's too much sort of 90s smooth jazz yeah, sure. sounding for me. So I'm like, ugh. Sure. So I think I've come to the realization, John, that you have... The 1997 release. I think you were right. Okay. Yeah, I think right. you're right. So if anybody's playing at home and they're like, which one are they on? 1997 album is the one that we're going to talk about, that we, that we are talking about. <laughs> yes, sounds about right. Uh, okay, let's move on to the next one, which is the title track called Riverdance. So this is the one that was uh, first performed uh, for the 1994 Eurovision Song Contest and kicked this whole thing off. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell that he's trying to sample a whole bunch of different sort of Irish-inspired things because this song does move kind of from uh, style to style a good number of times within it. Uh, just yeah, my simple stuff. The song had good build up to it. It had yes, right, a lot of good flow because you're right. It it, it kind of does take you to some different places. Um, overall, I did like the song. It was a good, it was a very good song. Yeah, and it it's it screams like Broadway show to me. Sure, in its style. Um, I kind of you know what, having talked about it, I would have preferred if the 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 lady because there is some singing at the beginning. I would have preferred if she'd sung in Irish, honestly. Yeah, instead of English. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure they were trying to make that more. I think actually, I could be wrong. I think most of the time when they, s- well, no, I, don't, I, I was wondering if if this is Eurovision Song Contest, you have to sing in English. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I would be surprised for Eurovision, but yeah. right. Oh, also that Eurovision contest was held in Ireland. I think that's probably why. I'm, th- I'm looking right now. Uh, Ireland actually won three in a row. So 94, you said. So Ireland won 92, 93, 94. Um, all okay. different people. But but uh, this one, this Riverdance did not win it. Something okay. called Rock and Roll Kids uh, by Paul <laughs> Harrington and Charlie McGettington, McGettigan, McGettigan, uh won that What year. country was that from? Ireland. Oh, 
Okay. So I guess they had a couple different, uh, you know, things brought to it. So yeah. Okay. Weird. All right. Well, whatever. Sure. Uh, but ultimately, this is this is a really good one, and I enjoy yeah. it. Mm-hmm. It is. Let's move on to the next one called American Wake, parenthetical, the Nova Scotia set. So I, it, you start to notice the pattern where he likes to kind of divide a song in half and he'll give you mm-hmm. one kind of half in one style and one half in the other style. But you know what? It still kind of works. This one started, first of all, I love that this one starts right out of the gate. Boom, moving. He, he, he hits you um, with the, the melody that you're going to hear through at least the first whole half of this one. And it's very, very repetitive. And he does the, the, the build up thing where every time he comes in, another couple of instruments come in and it builds and builds and builds until you get to the point of transition where it transits into the new one. Um, at the beginning of this, it makes me feel like, Oh, this is, this is like a couple of guys sitting around in an Irish pub. They brought their instruments and they, they just sure. start boom. And then, and people sort of start to join in as they come in and people get up and they start dancing. It has that kind of fun feel. Uh, to me, um, I know that Nova Scotia is known, and I think in in the term in in his use of American, I think he means the continent, not necessarily sure. the U.S. Um, I know Nova Scotia is known for Scottish settling there. Huh. Um, I maybe there was also some um, Irish who also skated that I'm not aware of. That's now I'm just kind of making a guess, a broad generalization guess with this. So maybe that's what he was he was thinking uh, when he went there, because there's a lot of that influence. Um, from the people who moved there, I love this song. I don't, and it's very repetitive, but it's only three minutes. And honestly, it's a fun one from beginning to end. I think. So this wasn't on my list. Oh really? <laughs> from, oh, that's unfortunate. It is unfortunate because I really liked what you just played. Mm. Um, it, it does seem like just a fun, fast-paced, get up and go song. I actually quite liked what I just heard. Yeah. So, uh, man, I, I'm just kind of, just kind of sorry we kind of dropped the ball on this one, but. I, I'm excited for how to have you listen to it later then and let, let me know what you think. Sure. Uh, all right. Well, we'll go ahead and move on to the next one called Lift the Wings. How can the small flowers grow If the wild winds blow And the cold snow is all Kind of go back and forth on this one. I actually kind of I, right now I'm kind of in the mood where I kind of rather like it. Um, it has very much uh, kind of a like the song you would hear at the end of a movie soundtrack I, type feel. I wrote down I got vibes from My Heart Will Go On from yes. Titanic from yes. this song. <laughs> and this was before Titanic, so yeah, 
yeah, it, it's the same. It's, it's like something like at the end of a of of a of a movie like that that was about mm-hmm. Irish Americans or just Irish, where that they would throw this on as the credits were rolling or something sure. like that. And it was fine. She sings it very well. I kind of sometimes I don't want to listen to singing, so I will skip this one. Sure. Um, and it is a little bit slower, but af- after the you know in in terms of which one I have, after the manicness that was American Wake, I appreciate the bringing me down. It's not just high, high, high the whole time. Sure. Um, this one hit me on like a low. This is probably my least favorite on the album. Okay. Not going to lie. Yeah. Even more than the Heart's Cry? <sighs> probably. Wow. It, okay. Uh, like I said, it just, it felt, it felt too, well, maybe not, maybe not my least favorite. Cause there's uh, some, well, actually one of them that was probably my least favorite isn't on your, on the album to be talked about. It was on, oh, okay. <laughs> so it's one that I, but it's just, it's one of my, it's on a lower end for, for sure for me. Okay, cool. Well, let's go to the next one, which is called Macedonian Morning. So we kind of, this is a softer one. This is, I think, like the shortest one on here, or it's close to the shortest one, not quite the shortest one, but it's just under three minutes. Um, It has a very cool kind of mist, again, mist in the morning vibe of like the dawn coming up and stuff like that. It's very, it's very uh, film Mm -hmm. score-esque, I think, in its presentation, which it's kind of designed to be, again, all of these songs are designed to have something visual that are going with it. So you kind of have to imagine that. This is a great song that I don't listen to all that often if I'm not in the mood. Yeah, I liked it just fine. I My mm-hmm. only note was lots of flute going on, um, but <laughs> it's good. It's good. Uh, all right. Let's go ahead and move on to the next one, which is another double uh, titled one uh, called Marta's Dance slash the Russian Dervish. This is another one that I love. Uh, it is very repetitive, very repetitive. You get a lot of the same stuff over and over and over again. But again, he does that same thing where he's done before, but it still works. He's building every time everything starts softer. I like the kind of mysterious beginning of the kind of solo violin, and then boom, jumps right into da 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 da. And then my my one of my favorite parts is actually when it switches over to Russian dervish, you just get that umpa like da boom button 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 button, and then the next one comes in, and by the end of it, I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I've, so I've just looking at all, all the different 
the realization here. So <laughs> I, how I did it, my track list was from the 1995 one. Okay. But you are actually talking the 1997 one, but I listened to the night to the 2021. Oh. <laughs> so, but which the 2021 didn't have this song on it. So what I did was I went to YouTube and I watched the 1995 actual Riverdance show. Okay. For so and and it was broken up and so I could find the songs. It was yeah. all titled well. So I went and I found this one. Um, a lot of yes, obviously Russian elements to it. I liked it and it, the ver- the repetitiveness is there because it's it really the sh- on the show part it emphasized it was like a single like russian female dancer lady okay and so really what stood out with that one was her dancing and she had a lot of a lot of like stomping and a lot of like clapping right. around like to, to the beat and making her own kind of like like a solo know, almost like a, exactly on top of the music yeah and so that's why i think it worked out um you know, and, and watching it actually was better for me. I should have just done that from the start. I should have just watched right. the part, and then I could have added. I could I could have talked visuals while right. you're talking music. Sure, but I didn't do that because I was <laughs> dumb. Uh, we, you, I should have just figured that out. But anyway, I can do that from here on out now. <laughs> from okay. track twelve to the end. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, I liked I liked this one. I liked this one quite a bit because of the added visual mm-hmm. and you having like that solo dancer and sure. her um, aspect to it. Cool. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the next one called Andalusia. So I can tell you this as a guitar player, this was one of my favorite songs to listen to. Very impressive. Yeah, super impressive. Yeah. Very much, you know, it's based on the Andalusia area of Spain and the sort of Spanish guitar style, the the kind of castanets one, kind of almost pseudo flamenco. I this is a this is a great song. I need to make a little fix uh, sure. on my part because when I was talking about for the Russian dervish one that they were doing a lot of stomp dancing. I was wrong. It was Andalusia that the, there was a one, it was like a flamenco dancer oh, okay. that she was doing a lot of the stomp on top of this. Okay. Um, that, that were for the Russian dance one. There were a couple, it was like, I think six, three guys, three girls doing, it was almost like fast ballet style. Okay. Um, with the, with the Russian stuff and that fit really well. So actually there wasn't much on top of that one. Okay. Uh, but this fun. one there was, and there was, um, this one's that was the specific single dancer that's what uh i do remember on that one so but yeah this was good i like this one a lot cool let's move on to the next one called home and the heartland when every heart that you shake is like a warm embrace could only be This one has very much a folk song mm-hmm. feel to it. It it feels like a like a a song that you would have someone who would just have a guitar and would just be singing along an older folk song. Um, it's actually one of my favorite vocal ones, even though as we kind of mentioned, we kind of like when they're singing in in Irish and stuff like that. We feel this is still one I I really actually enjoyed. 
Um, I, I think at one point I actually learned how to sing the song, just me playing with the guitar. I don't think I could do it again. I, I have to go back and relearn it. Mm-hmm. Adam, this is where my album ends. Oh, this is where your album ends. Yes. Okay. Um, so I didn't have this one on my album. Okay. <laughs> so I, it, it wasn't on my list that I went off of the 95 one. So I didn't, this is the first time I'm hearing it. Okay. And it sounded very pretty. It is very uh, pretty. And that, I mean, that's, that, I think that was the intent. It's just, it's a pretty folk song that they've orchestrated with, with yeah. other voices and stuff like that, uh, in there. But, um, yeah. So I'm going to add in a couple, just ones that, that, um, I want to mention. Sure. There were two, there were two songs that I listened to on the album on the 95 list called freedom and hope to the suffering. Um, and those songs, uh, were actually like, um, black American slave songs. Oh, that wow. Were, so they actually had like, there was this whole like kind of American part of okay. river dance that included that. Um, not to say I disliked the songs themselves or disliked uh, you know, the singers or any of that kind of stuff. What I disliked was hearing them mixed. Now the mix wasn't with it, but like here's an Irish song. Then here's this very American kind of stuff. So they had like a, a group of like six or seven, um, like bl- black choral singers uh-huh. together doing like, you know, right. doing these kind of songs. It just didn't fit for me in Riverdance. I, I get that. When I got to those songs, I'm like, why am I listening to American stuff when I want, I'm in an Irish folk move or even like the Russian stuff, anything international. I'm in an right. international mood. I don't want to hear this because sometimes I do want to hear that and it's great, right. but not when I'm, you know, going back and forth with Irish stuff. So, although those to be to be fair me. to the Irish, uh, that would be international to them. Fair, <laughs> yes, that's true. And it's you know, it, it's a big part of American history, and and song was a big part, um, you know, of the culture. Right. So I think that it fits, I guess, but just not for for me. It's not what I wanted. Right. Um, fair enough. But yeah. So so I just wanted to throw that part in. But yeah. So I guess. That's the end of that. Okay. Well, Adam, uh, why don't you kind of give us your overall Im- impression of this? Confusion about <laughs> the lists and what we're talking about here or there. Who cares? Um, I enjoy international music. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've kind of had that discussion as to what you know how we kind of got into that. I did feel like I was listening to the Braveheart soundtrack to an extent, right. and I love the Braveheart soundtrack. Right. I have it. It's actually one of the. It's one of my go tos. When I uh, do reading, you know, if I, I don't mm-hmm. like, I have to have music when I read. Mm-hmm. I, and, and even when I'm reading like a comic book or something, I hate either silence around me. I have to like put on something and usually it's stuff with no words. Right. I, not usually. Always. It needs to be something with no words. So it's not drowning me out. It's not, it's not changing my focus. I can actually zone out from everything else if I put on uh, it's some kind of instrumental thing and just read. And so the things that I go to are typically movie soundtracks. Yanni or George Winston. Okay. Uh, I've done a lot of George Winston recently. Kind of his, like his jazz stuff? Yeah, well, it's, I mean, uh, just any or, of his like, like so, his... piano solo stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, like, yeah. It just works really well. Um, so it's less it's less of his jazzy stuff, but, I mean, he's always got a lot of jazz influence. Did that in his thing, that so. dude g- runs the gamut on yeah. on stuff, because he had some, like, pop hits, too. Yeah, Give Me the Night? That's a great song. Yeah. <laughs> Give Me the Night. Sorry. So, um... So I liked it. I enjoyed what I listened to. Okay. It honestly doing this did make me want to go back and I just want I just should just go back and rewatch and watch, watch the special. Yeah. Cuz I cuz yes, I should I feel like I should watch the special which right now I saw is on YouTube. Someone has it posted the 1995 
you know, it's in 720 or something. It's in it's a remastered, right. but it, it looks fine. Um, but like, you know what? Go back and watch it because I think the visual aspect is a, is an important part um, of the music. But the music itself is quite good. I respect um, all of the cultures that I didn't really know and getting to get that music into it. Uh, is is wonderful. It really can kind of open up, broaden your horizon. You're hearing instruments you've never heard before. Like, what the heck is this? But it's beautiful, and you love it, and the way it works. So, uh, yeah, so thumbs up. I, I appreciate this kind of thing, even though it was kind of a communication breakdown. It was still a good time for me. Cool. I will just kind of reiterate what I had said before. Uh, this was a, a go-to album for me, just kind of when I needed to kind of usually either calm down or if I wanted um, something with usually not a lot of vocals or lyrics that I would often skip the songs in here with that had lyrics and stuff like that. Unless, except for like some of the ones that are not in English, because then, you know, if, I don't feel like I get distracted because I don't understand what they're saying. So I treat it more like another instrument. If it's a language I don't understand than if it was in English where I'm, I'm having to dissect what it is they're saying. If it's in Irish, I can't understand what they're saying. So I just have to treat it as if it's another instrument in the orchestra. Sure. Uh, so it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, a lot of it's some really cool upbeat stuff. Like I said, my favorite one is the lament, um, just because of how emotional and musical I, f- I really feel it is. Um, and so I'm I'm really glad that we've kind of got around to doing this one because I I feel like this was going to be a weird one to do, and it was. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But I wanted to give it a shot, so I'm glad we talked about it. All right, and that was our breakdown of the soundtrack, Riverdance. Please join us next time as we break down the 1994 film Stargate, discuss the 2000s TV show Stargate SG-1, and recast Stargate SG-1 using actors of today. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at blastfromourpast at gmail.com. And if you want to suggest a movie or TV show from your childhood or to be a guest on the podcast, go over to patreon.com backslash blastpastcast and pick a tier that works for you. To find us on social media, search for at blastpastcast. So until next time, I'm John. And I'm Adam. And thanks for joining us. See you next time. We wrestled the demon Pazuzu in The Exorcist. Your mother is in here, Karis. Would you like to leave a message? I'll see that she gets it. We hooked the fisherman killer, Ben Willis, and I know what you did last summer. Oh, you got a letter? I got run over, Helen gets her hair chopped off, Julie gets a body in her trunk, and you get a letter. That's balanced. We survived a summer away with the angel of death, Angela Baker, in sleepaway camp. Look what I did. I packed you and your cousin some goodies for the ride up to camp. Wasn't that nice of me, hmm? But we ain't seen nothing yet. Join Alex and Dean of the Return Revenge Resurrection Podcast as we go toe-to-toe with the ever-resourceful Michael Myers. I shot him six times! B. 
be there as we discuss the Halloween franchise in its entirety, from John Carpenter's beloved 1978 classic to David Gordon Green's epic forthcoming finale. I shot him in the heart. We cover it all. The good, the bad, and the bloody. Return, Revenge, Resurrection. A podcast that slashes its way through horror movie franchises. You don't know what death is. New episodes every Thursday. Available wherever podcasts are found. I told everyone!